0: Welcome in, welcome back to another edition to Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. We are the Double B's. Welcome, and let's just kick this off with uh, some big games this week. What you got over there, Finley?
1: Yeah, so there was some big games this week um, from all three of your key positions, your quarterbacks, your running backs, and uh, wide receiver. Uh, I'll hit the quarterback position really quick. Uh, Tom Brady was was your number one scoring quarterback this week. Uh, with 341 yards uh, passing, three touchdowns through the air, and the old man ran one in. That's his second rush touchdown of the season, I believe. Yeah, because uh, he had
0: one week one. Won
1: me some good money on that. Yes, yes. So Tom Brady looking nimble. Uh, also, another young young quarterback, another young athlete, if you will. Uh, Big Ben was your number two scoring quarterback of the of the week with 333 yards passing and four touchdowns. Big Ben looked good. Uh, Definitely was a little worried myself about that knee injury he suffered there uh, in that Dallas game. Uh, The possibility of him having COVID, maybe missing time or whatever. Uh, So it was good to see him out. And then uh, another name that you just always seem to find in your mouth when you're talking about quarterbacks who had a good game was uh, Kyler Murray. 245 yards passing, one touchdown, 61 yards on the ground to go along with two rushing touchdowns. So some big games there out of uh, some top quarterbacks. One
0: amazing catch, one amazing catch by Hopkins to end that. Uh, Mine aren't going to be so much as big games, but it's going to be the welcome back. You talk about, like, Miles Sanders. He came back after missing multiple weeks. Uh, He had 15 carries, 85 yards. He also had five targets. Uh, he came back, had a good game, looking looking to get back into form. Uh, another one was uh, Kenny and Drake looked almost better coming back from his injury than he has almost all year. He had 16 carries at 100 yards uh, rushing, and he had a catch. It was good to see him finally get a catch, too. He did only have
1: one target. Yeah, not shocking to see him look better in, a, in, a, in this game than he has all season because he's been miserable all year.
0: Yes, yes. Another name to bring out that uh, – Kind of his uh, low-key, been having decent little games here and has a nose for the end zone. Uh, Wayne Gallman for the New York Giants. He had 18 carries, he had 53 yards, and he had two touchdowns. This is his fourth week in a row where he's found the end zone. His yards aren't all the way there, but he's got a knack to find the end zone. He's definitely getting targets too. Uh, Wayne Gallman had another big game at 21 or 20 fantasy points.
1: Yeah, uh, so also staying with the running back position, I'll give you your top five really quick. Uh, it's interesting to note that you won't find Dalvin Cook or Aaron Jones' names on this board this week, which is – That's because uh, Dalvin Cook struggles with them bears. Yes. All right, so at number five you had DeAndre Swift. He had uh, 81 yards on the ground, five receptions, 68 yards receiving, and one receiving touchdown. Uh, number four, your number four running back this week uh, is a name that some of you may have thought about starting and didn't. Naeem Hines, 70 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Five receptions, 45 yards for another touchdown. Uh, number three, uh, Ronald Jones, 192 yards rushing. Of course, 98 of those yards came on his on his sole touchdown of the game. Uh, but nonetheless, Ronald Jones looked good this week. Number two was Josh Jacobs, 112 yards rushing, rushing two touchdowns, four receptions for 24 yards. And then number one, Alvin Kamara. Get this. He's the number one running back this week with 15 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 83 yards receiving, seven receptions, one touchdown.
0: How many targets did Kamara actually have this? I week? believe
1: he had 10 targets. I believe he had 10 targets. Uh the interesting thing as a Kamara owner, I, I was watching the uh the game uh pretty intently. Uh and Kamara at the halftime had negative six yards rushing and a touchdown. So Alvin Kamara uh, is not getting it done necessarily on the ground. Uh, Definitely getting it done in the air, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, your top – I've only got the top three receivers this week. uh, But definitely two really interesting names that you wouldn't expect to see and one that you would. Uh, At number three, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Four receptions, 149 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Number two, DeAndre Hopkins – Seven receptions, 120, uh, 127 yards receiving, one touchdown, the Hail Mary, the uh, vice grip hands in the end zone with the Jumpman logo showing out the side. Going to be an iconic picture for years to come, I'm sure. Uh, and number one, uh, a name that people have probably been sleeping on this year. I didn't realize he was doing as good as he is. Just goes to show that Josh Allen's having a great year there in Buffalo. Cole Beasley, 11 receptions for 109 yards and one touchdown. Well, you
0: brought up Cole Beasley. you had an outstanding week. That could jump us straight into the value menu. Uh, but first, on this episode, we're going to cover. We're going to cover also our value menus, our big meals, like we always do. But on this one here, we're going to talk about some handcuffing season coming up. Think about getting your handcuffs to your backs. We're also going to talk about some rebound players that can help you with that playoff push if you're sitting right there on the border of getting in. But uh, let's get into our value menu, and like you, you already you already hit on Cole Beasley. Go out there and see if he's available. He's under the radar. Um, he's played a couple games without John Brown, but he's he he played this one with John Brown and showed that he can do it there. Josh and Steph, having,
1: Stephon Diggs was there and, as well.
0: Yeah, he definitely is out there doing it. Uh, I'm going to stick with the wide receivers real quick. Uh, Jacoby Myers out there in New England. The man play has played ninety nine percent or ninety eight percent of snaps over the last three weeks. He's had ten targets, fourteen targets, and seven targets over the last three weeks. Jacoby Myers is obviously coming out as Cam Newton's favorite target. Now I know New England doesn't pass the ball. They played they played in a torrential downpour this week, and he still he threw for a touchdown. He's a quarterback back in high school, so you might see Belichick starting to throw some of these little trickeries in. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a guy that you go out there and own. Uh, two weeks ago, I made the mistake. He had a thirty-five point or thirty-point uh, outing, and I made the mistake of leaving him on my bench. This week, I did not make that mistake again.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to go uh, a little bit different route with with some of my value menu guys this week. Uh, but the first one I'm going to hit on is only owned in seventy-two percent of leagues, which blows my mind that he's owned in that much uh, to begin with. But Jameis Winston. Uh Drew Brees uh suffered a pretty gnarly injury at halftime or right before halftime of that game this weekend. Uh fractured ribs on both sides of his uh of his body as well as a, a collapsed lung. So he's gonna miss some time. Jameis Winston's coming into an offense that's got Jared Cook, it's got Emmanuel Sanders, it's got uh Michael Thomas, it's got Alvin Kamara, uh, and a host of other decent receivers. Uh, and Jameis Winston is no doubt going to come out and try to prove himself as a good starter, as a good, uh, uh, a guy that's, that's similar to what Teddy Bridgewater did last year in, in Breeze's absence there in new Orleans. Uh, he did have the LASIK surgery after the season last year, it says he sees better than he did last year. So maybe he'll only throw half as many interceptions as he does touchdowns <laughs> instead of just as many.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um. Uh, one, of the, one of the biggest names to pick up off waivers, I think he came out and he proved that he might be the workhorse there until Miles Gaskin back, gets back, is that Salivan Ahmed for Miami. He's a running back. Obviously, running back depth is, 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 is hard to come by in, in fantasy this year, uh, with, especially with a lot of injuries coming out and everything else. Uh, Ahmed, he played 75% of the snaps. He had 85 yards and a touchdown this week. Uh, he looked good, he, lo- he looked really good in Miami. And Miles Gaskin is going to miss a couple more weeks, I believe. So I think that he's definitely somebody you could get out, plug and play. Uh, they got a decent little matchup this week against Denver's uh, struggling defense.
1: Miles Gaskin was actually just put on the injured reserve last week. And it's worth noting, uh, not that he's had a huge role, but the Dolphins just cut Jordan Howard. Yes. So, uh, it would appear that it's definitely going to be Ahmed's backfield moving forward.
0: And even with them trading for Matt Breida, Matt Breida hasn't been out there, hasn't done done much. Uh, Jordan Howard's been a healthy scratch and now cut from the team. So... I, I, Ahmed might be the only one really seeing the field. He's so he's almost guaranteed seventy or plus percent of snaps.
1: And the, that uh, uh, offense has looked uh, a little more uh, normal uh, with Tua under center than with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, you never knew if you were going to get a forty point scoreboard lit up by the Dolphins or zero points. Uh, so I would say that it's it's as as an, somebody who may own a running back from Miami. Or may consider picking up this Ahmed. Uh, it's probably pretty safe to pl- pick him up and play him. Um, they're definitely not going to have two to throw the ball forty times a game. It wouldn't appear. Um, so there's going to be work for the running back position there.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Uh, I'll stick with a running back position. This may shock people that I'm gonna that I'm gonna put this out there. Uh, this guy is definitely a backup running back, um, but it's definitely a guy that you could see. Uh, maybe getting himself into uh, uh, a running back by committee role to an extent. Uh, That's Devontae Booker in Las Vegas. Now, I know I just listed uh, uh, Josh Jacobs as the number two uh, fantasy running back this year, or this week, excuse me. Uh, Jacobs is number five in PPR formats. Um, But Devontae Booker over the last two weeks where uh, three weeks ago, John Gruden came out saying that they were going to decrease Jacob's workload a little bit. They're going to try to lighten the load to keep him fresh. Uh, Devontae Booker, since that has come out, has rushed, has 149 yards rushing and three touchdowns in just the last two games. Uh, so he's definitely a guy that he's owned at 38% of uh, leagues. He's definitely going to be somebody we bring up a little bit later on when we talk about the cuffing season that's that we're getting into here. Um, but owned in 38% of leagues and, uh, He's looked good in the small amount of snap counts he's getting uh, and the uh, limited amount of touches he's getting. He's making people miss. He's busting out with long runs. He's got some speed. Definitely got to consider. Definitely.
0: I'm over here looking at Booker's stats right now. He's averaged. Uh, at lowest, he had he had a 5.1 yards per carry average, and that was actually this week. He, I mean, his yard per carry is, is excellent. Uh, he's definitely a good guy to get out on waivers. If you're desperate, you can start him. He, they're obviously the, not the tandem of Kareem Hunt Nick Chubb, but they are a good little tandem working out there. And I mean, he saw 36% of the snaps this week, which obviously proves that they do want to lower Jacobs' workload.
1: And, and well, it's worth also worth noting that in just the last two weeks – where he's gotten uh, a little bit of play. Week 9 against the Chargers, he put up 15 points fantasy and 24 points this week in fantasy. So he's definitely a guy you could possibly put in your flex.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. he's a, he Definitely. And, I mean, it, look at their playoff matchups. They have Indy, which is going to be a tough one. Then they have the Chargers, which he already put 15 points up against. Then they have Miami, which Miami is a good, uh, tough uh, Tough defense, but I'm not, the run defense isn't isn't the greatest. They're about the middle of the pack.
1: Yeah, it's their say. It's Miami's secondary that's no joke. Absolutely.
0: Now another name I'm going to throw out is a, is a name that a lot of people have heard in the past past season. Uh, Jordan Reed for San Francisco. He had five catches and 124 yards this week. He's the tight end there. He is the number one tight end with with Kittle gone, um, in an offense that was that was uh, built to use the tight end. Uh, Jordan Reed, I think, is a guy that you can simply pick up, plug and play. Outstanding, um, he was outstanding in Washington went healthy. As long as he stays healthy, Jordan Reed could be definitely a, be a, uh, a fantasy relevant tight end.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about, uh, this guy's owned in 14% of leagues, and for good reason. Uh, it's it's PJ or Philip Walker, the backup. Uh, there in Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater did get banged up. Uh, we're still waiting to see if he's going to actually miss time or not. But if he does, Philip Walker would definitely be a name if you're riding the quarterback carousel. Or you know, we still have a few bye weeks coming up here. If you needed somebody, possibly, uh, PJ Walker was a member of the Houston Roughnecks last year in the XFL, and in just excuse me, and just in six short games, five short games that he played with in the XFL, he threw for 1,338 yards, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. And it's also worth noting that P.J. Walker was the starting quarterback for Matt Rule when he was in Temple. So um, obviously we don't know what this guy's going to look like in the NFL. He's got some wheels. He's quick. He can run. Definitely a dual threat quarterback, similar to Teddy Bridgewater. I'd say P.J.'s probably a little faster, but he does have the weapons. They're, they should get CMC back next week, not this week. He is out again this week, so if you have him on your team, that's worth noting. Uh, but Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, uh, DJ Moore. It'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, PJ Walker gets under center.
0: You still got Mike Davis there too, so yeah, definitely uh, Walker there is definitely worth a pickup in a, especially in a super flex league or deep league You're, or deep league. We said Josh Allen this week and Nick Foles. Uh, Jones and also uh, was a Nick Mullen starting there in San Francisco. So, I mean, there are, there are some QBs out this week. And, yeah, definitely Walker could be a name to start. Uh, my last uh, value, value menu player this week is a name. He was, he's been up and down at the beginning of the year. He was a top 20 wide receiver, I believe, uh, and then and, and, and kind of fell off the cliff. Is Keenan Cole for the Jaguars. He had seven targets, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Also worth mentioning, he had a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you get touchdown points regardless if it's a punt return or anything, so he's got that threat there, too. Uh, he's definitely a nice little flex play you could plug in. You,
1: you know what, Walker? Keenan Keenan Cole's performance this week, I would compare it to something that's going to be a little goofy here, but stay with me, okay? So, Keenan Cole is like putting your favorite pair of sweatpants in the dryer so they're warm when you put them on, all right? And then when you put them on and you got that nice, warm feeling, you're comfy, you reach in the pocket and you find a $20 bill. That was his punt return touchdown. That's an extra added bonus that you just feel great about if you had him in your lineup.
0: Absolutely. Uh, another guy that returned, to our, also returns kick is the, that Grant there, a wide receiver. He had a nice little outing this week there in Miami. Also, he's another name you guys can go out on the waivers. We talked about him last week. Yeah, and
1: I don't believe Grant is owned uh, in, in a tremendous amount of leagues. Uh, it'll be it'll be worth uh, watching him, especially if um, Preston Williams ends up missing any length of time at all. Um, which I believe Preston Williams is on the IR, so it's uh, it's Jakeem Grant. Uh, what's he owned in Walker?
0: You may, you may have to pull that. What well, you
1: tell the screen. stats while I look and see what he's owned. Uh, stats this week, he played seventy five percent of the
0: snaps. He had. Five targets, four catches, forty three yards, ten point eight targets. So he's he's got some speed and he's awesome deep target. He had three he had three returns for fifty seven yards, but uh he has he's, own,
1: he's owned in forty percent of leagues, guys, so that's almost next to nothing.
0: Yeah. So yeah, definitely Jakeem Grant's another name that's out there. Like I said, we talked about him last week. Hopefully you guys went out, and you picked him up, you maybe played him. I made the mistake, left him sitting on my bench, he get, he got me fifteen points this week. Um, so, let's roll into, uh, let's roll into uh, some uh, handcuffs. We want to talk about this handcuffs. It's, it's, it's the handcuff season. Injuries happen. Injuries in fantasy happen.
1: We, COVID is happening. It's, it's cuffing season. And by cuffing season, we don't mean going to your family's Thanksgiving, drinking too much, and getting a DUI on the way home. We're talking about putting a handcuff player, the backup running back, with your stud running backs that you drafted this year, so that way if your guy goes down, you're not missing out on that backfield.
0: Absolutely, I'm I'm going to kick this off. You you want to you want to you handcuff your studs, your your Elliots with your Tony Pollards. I'm I'm going to hit on the big ones here. Elliot with Tony Pollard, uh, Dalvin Cook with uh, Alexander Madison, um, Aaron, CMC
1: with Mike Davis, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because it was proven when when and when uh, Jones was down. A.J. Dillon didn't get a whole lot of work. He, right. he was out there for some snaps. But, yeah, Jamal Williams is definitely the handcuff to own there. If, if you're desperate at running back, Jamal Williams is also a decent little start. start. Yep. So, And then I, another one that I think is big is is uh, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Boston Scott has had his down games this year. He's had some good games. He ripped off a nice little run this week uh, for a tutty. Uh, but Boston Scott, week one, you gotta, you got to remember week one, once again, we had no preseason. Boston Scott had an amazing end of last year. And if Miles Sanders goes down, there's nothing saying Boston Scott can't do it again. Uh, and then, obviously, you're Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. With Mixon down, Giovanni's been balling out. So, those are definitely uh, the bigger names you need to handcuff. Let's talk about some of the lower, lower, well, lower gaze guys that you may want to talk
1: about. Here, I've got a couple that aren't necessarily lower guys. They're still top-of-the-line uh, fantasy-producing backs. Uh, the first one is King Henry. If King Henry goes down, is it McNichols or is it Dante Foreman? Well, I, th- I think uh, McNichols
0: has been there all year. Foreman, uh, I came back from the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. I think McNichols is 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 destined to get his opportunity. If Henry goes down, they got to see what the rookie can do. Um, I mean, if he busts, then you might have to double cuff him or it could end up in one of the worst situations ever where your stud comes down, goes down,
1: and then they're in a committee and you have nothing. They also have that uh, Darrington Evans, the rookie who's on the IR that's set to come back shortly. So there's 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 many different names if you own King Henry uh, and you have... Uh, ample spots on your bench or there's guys that you know you're not going to plug in and play, drop them and take a gamble on maybe one or two of these names. That way if Henry goes down, you have somebody to play.
0: Well, and, it's, and it's definitely a, a consideration thing with how much work that Henry gets. Um, a name I, w- I want to bring up. I want to bring up Todd Gurley, been, been, a nose for the end zone. You as a Falcons fan. Me, I'm going to go – I'm going I'm to say what i got to say here. I think Brian Hill's the handcuff to own. Uh, he's getting work with Gurley there. and. and but you got to you got to make sure you cuff him brian hill could be end up if Gurley gets hurt which we all know about his knees if Gurley gets hurt brian hill could come out and possibly be a league winning back for you
1: yeah no i i definitely agree that i believe it's brian hill uh brian hill is the one who's been getting the most of the work when Gurley steps to the sideline uh ito smith has always uh has been there for i believe four years he's always found uh uh opportunities that I don't think that he necessarily deserves. he hasn't really proved much. Uh, but the one the one thing that would I think would change if Gurley uh, were to miss, obviously Gurley is a guy that plays the field from wherever they take the ball to start with all the way down. If we're in the goal line sometimes in Brian Hill start of the drive, Gurley will come in. I believe that if Gurley goes out, Quandre Olison, who was our goal back last year, would resume that role. Uh, Brian Hill will be the one that gets the bigger workload, the higher snap count. But I think Quandre Oleson, uh would be the guy that would probably snake most of the red zone carries. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Here's, here's another one I want to talk about. They uh, The coach there in uh, Detroit came out and openly said, DeAndre Swift, he's our starter. He is the starter, DeAndre Swift. Amazing week this week he had.
1: Uh, who do you cuff him with? Well, see, DeAndre Swift is interesting to me because DeAndre Swift, the same way you just talked about Gurley, had some injuries in college. Um, granted, his workload's been minimal this year, so at, now that he's the starter full-time, we'll see what that that looks like. Uh, obviously, you got old Mr. Reliable, Adrian Peterson there. Uh, you got On Johnson, who's been the complete opposite of Mr. Reliable. Um, so, again, if I had to own one of the two behind – DeAndre Swift, if I own Swift, uh, it'd be AP, but the, the likelihood of Adrian Peterson being available is probably fairly minimal. Yeah,
0: Carryon on Johnson, uh, he had he had 18, 33, and 15% of snaps over the last three weeks. So he's actually been out there and getting some touches, but so is AP. So I, I, that's another name that if you own Swift, obviously you've been holding Swift all year. Yes. If you still own him, you've been holding him all year. Let's hope that he doesn't get hurt. It's something to do with that Georgia apparently air. I yeah. guess people banged up. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely look into both of those guys if you have Swift. Um, I think, I think AP, AP once again has shown that he can still do it. So, uh,
1: here's my, here's my big question: um, that Jacksonville Jaguars running back committee. Okay, started the season out before the week before, you know, when most fantasy drafts were being conducted. It was Leonard Fournette's backfield. Okay. And then it was um, Mr. COVID. What's, what's, what was, Reichwell Ry- Armstead. Yes. It was going to be Reichwell Armstead's backfield. Uh, the next thing you know, here comes James Robinson uh, and he completely takes over and uh, he's, he's won that backfield. It's no longer up for debate. The question in my mind is who is James Robinson's handcuff?
0: Uh, that's that's tough to say. Uh, I just looked it up, and Raquel Armstead doesn't look like he's going to play in 2020 at all. Apparently, that COVID hit him a little harder than I thought.
1: Um, who's the other one that went down? They they signed Dar Darway o- Oggenbowale. He yeah, is signed. healthy, but he's listed as number third on their number three on their depth chart. Yeah. The number two on the depth chart, which uh, is a name that I wasn't completely familiar with. If I'm going to be completely honest, it was none other than it is Divine Oz- Ozagibo? Oh, o- Gazebo,
0: yes. Oh, Gazebo. He, uh, yes, he was the um, announced starter originally after uh, yes. Fournette got caught yes. because he went out and a lot of people were picking him up, picking him up, picking him up, and then I believe he ended up on the COVID list and that's what gave James Robinson his full start. I do remember that. I do remember that. I think that would have to be the handcuff. Uh Pat, I, I honestly I don't know because Darway
1: Ogun, Ogunboale he he was a,
0: the pass catching back there in uh, Tampa Bay last year. That is it the,
1: is it then worth saying possibly that this is one of those teams and one of the backfields that if you miss out on James Robinson if he goes down you just wash your hands of that backfield and you stay away from it. You don't care to own the cuff possibly. Unfortunately, I think that
0: I think that is. I think that is there's and then and, and that's another 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 name or another team that is another way like that is is Seattle. Yeah. I mean they've already shown it. I mean, I get it, Carlos Hyde's been banged up. But everyone's also forgetting that Penny Richard Penny is supposed to be coming back too. So it
1: Penny's And Collins looked good I
0: signed this week and yeah. brought up and so I mean you got you got you got Chris Carson, you got Carlos Hyde, Richard Penny, Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer. That's a backfield that if, if Carson obviously is the, lead, the horse there, but if if he goes down, you have one of those guys, and you can probably plug him in as a flex, but I don't know if I'd trust him again. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I definitely think that's fair. Uh, again, we hit on this one earlier, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, but if you got Josh Jacobs, you're going to want to own Devontae Booker. Uh, Jalen Rashard is the pass catching back there. That's very obvious that he's not going to be, if Josh Jacobs were to go down, be the guy. Uh, there's there's another obvious one, uh, but the chances of you picking them up to handcuff them, uh, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, those two go hand-in-hand hand together. Neither one of them are going to be sitting on the waiver wire. Absolutely not. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, neither one of them are going to be sitting there on the waiver wire. C.E.H. Um, Le'Veon Bell. See, that that one is interesting to me because if I had C.E.H., um, I would probably look to acquire Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that with what Le'Veon Bell has shown in – uh, Kansas city. Uh, if I had CEH, I think you could get Le'Veon Bell for practically free. Uh, it wouldn't take much for me. I, I know I dropped him in a couple of leagues that are redraft leagues that, that mean nothing next year. Uh, I, I dropped him, uh, for other guys that I could pick up and play cause he's done nothing since he's got there. But if something were to happen to CEH, Le'Veon Bell would instantly be the guy.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, another one that to, to really, uh, get in on is uh, Wayne Gallman there in New York. Uh, he took over the workload when Devontae Freeman went down. They were splitting that workload. I don't think it goes back to Freeman. Freeman is the cuff to own to Gallman, though, because Freeman did have some decent-looking
1: games, too. It's weird that we're talking about handcuffing a handcuff. Yes. Because if you drafted Saquon Barkley with a top-three pick this year in a draft, I would think you have to draft, draft – uh Gaunt Wayne Gallman just because of Saquon's history. Absolutely. Same way you would draft Tony Pollard if you got Zeke or Alexander Madison if you had Cook. Those guys are all kind of uh, guys that have missed time, whether it be for suspensions or uh, injuries or or whatever the case may be. You, you have to draft cuffs when you waste a pick on somebody that high. Latavius yes. Murray the same way with Kamara. Um, it's It's worth noting that a lot of the handcuffs are going to be gone at this point. But if you have guys that are not top ten – Running backs, uh, you know, again, the Ronald Jones. If you got Ronald Jones, you may be able to get Leonard Fournette cheap. Or if you have Leonard Fournette, you may be able to get Ronald Jones cheap. Uh, James Conner is a is a top-tier-ish running back.
0: That the, Let's get into James Conner real quick.
1: Who's his cuff? I, I would guess Benny Snell would be who I would think.
0: Snell's been out there, and Snell's done some good work. Snell was his cuff last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Snell would be my first pick. Don't sleep on Anthony McFarlane. He is out there. He's getting some snaps. He's not getting uh, a lot. But Anthony McFarlane had that breakaway speed and elusiveness there in Maryland. And Anthony McFarlane could be the best cuff. So let's just say you have James Conner and you didn't get Benny Snell. I wouldn't hesitate to go out and take a peek if Anthony McFarlane's out there.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. Uh, But, again, it is cuffing season, and we're getting into the point of the year where if one of your players goes down, it's going to be a mad dash at the waiver. If you don't have one of the top couple picks on the waiver wire, you're probably not getting their backup. Uh, If their backup's already owned at this point and you don't trade for them prior to an injury, you're not going to get them. Um, It's cuffing season. It's time where you make moves – in a redraft league especially, where you start unloading some of that depth that you're never going to play, and you start getting guys that you can cuff your studs in case a stud gets hurt, in case a stud goes down and misses time. It, it, it's moves like this that when you cuff good players that potentially make you a league winner. Absolutely.
0: And, and outside of the running backs, you can also cuff a, a few wide receivers in the NFL. Allen Robinson sees multiple, multiple, multiple targets there in Chicago – his percentage is way up. If you own Allen Robinson, I would go out to your waivers right now and see if Mooney, Darnell Mooney is out there on your waivers, and I would pick him up. If something happens to Robinson, Mooney is the cuff
1: to own. Mooney will see the targets. See, for, for me, uh, and, and not to necessarily uh, argue with you here or anything like that, uh, I, I think it's much harder to handcuff a wide receiver. Um, look at New Orleans, for example. If you own Michael Thomas, um, Depending on the week, was it Harris? Was it Traquan Smith? Was it Taysom Hill? Was it Alvin Kamara? Was it Jared Cook? Miles Sanders, or if you, not Miles
0: uh, Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Emmanuel Sanders. Sorry. Yeah, you ne- you just it, it's a lot. It's a much deeper guessing game uh, with these with these receivers because most times the depth behind the number one receiver is better than the depth behind the number one running back. Absolutely.
0: You you would definitely want to cuff your backs first, but I mean if you're out there and, and you're short on wide receivers, which you shouldn't be, there's plenty out there. I definitely would go out and I would look for some of these lower guys that if something were to happen to the big guy like Mooney, I think Mooney would instantly step into ten plus targets a game. Um, uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup—if one of them goes down, the other one's going to step into quite a bit too.
1: Yeah, uh, and I—I I would say that if you were—if you were going to look to cuff another a position, it almost be wor- worth looking at a tight end. If you're, if you've got a good tight end that's not a Kittle, not a Kelsey, not a Waller, those three guys are not just products of their offense. Okay. They're not just products of the system. They're not just products of the quarterback. The system's made for them. Yes. Those guys get targets. They're, the coaches have game plans to get the ball to these guys. Um, if you have, you know, um, if you have, um, uh, Mark Andrews before Boyle went down. That would have been a name I would have looked to have cuffed. Uh, if you had um, Jared Cook, you might be able to go get Andrew Toteman. Um Names where you know these guys are going to get work.
0: If you're going out to get Jordan Reed, you may want to look into Ross Dwelly. Ross Dwelly <laughs> to, to cuff together also. Yes. I mean, it's always weird to see two tight ends on your team, but tight ends are so scarce that if you get a tight end that fits in that system and that system's built for a tight end, then it's worth having.
1: Or if you, if you have a, if you have a young quarterback that tends to gravitate to that position, uh, Drew Locke in, in Denver has been targeting his tight ends. Big, uh, Albert O's out for the season. Um, so you've got Noah Fant who's been banged up a little bit already this year. Vrabel, I believe, is the name of the backup uh tight end there in uh Denver that they do run two tight end sets. He'd be another name that you could look to, to handcuff. Uh there, there's just there's several other uh positions. If you own uh uh Rob Gronkowski, you could get Cameron Brait. Uh if you own Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard, you could get Richard Rodgers. Which Rogers had
0: Rodgers had a really good week with Goddard in.
1: If you own Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, I mean, there's just certain names that you know. Um, Jonu Smith, Anthony Ferkser, Fis- um, there's names where their tight end position is not nearly as as deep so again if you have a a a guy who it's a product of the environment the quarterback likes the tight end position or uh it seems to be that uh, they don't have great outside wide receivers so the tight end position gets more love if you've got a guy that fits into one of those systems they're definitely worth looking at a handcuff
0: absolutely absolutely
1: Um, well let's i think we'll go ahead and move into uh the big boy meal of the week
0: well, no, let's let's hit on one more thing first. Okay. before we Get in there. I want to talk about some rebound players that could help for a playoff push. That may have been on the IR, may have had down two down weeks, uh, three down weeks, may have had a lot of down weeks. Um, I'm going to start it off with with uh, by far my favorite player to watch. Uh, he's my he's my team's quarterback, Russell Wilson. Um, he's had two down weeks. He's had a lot of turnovers now. Three three,
1: three down weeks in the last four, I believe. Yes, yes.
0: yes. Now he still you call him down weeks, but he still hung you thirty plus fantasy points in two of those three weeks that were down. Now Russell Wilson is going to bounce back. He he was went from Seattle to Buffalo to L. A. He gets to go back home this week. Yes, it's a short week. He plays Arizona again, divisional matchup. He knows that defense. Russell Wilson is a, is a QB that is going to bounce back. Don't don't think about don't think about it he's a plug and play type of guy
1: um another one that i want to talk about here and i understand let's hang, hang on a minute just because i want to give the people some entertainment so as we all know we've talked about it in this show mr walker is an avid seahawks fan uh he's he's a seahawk faithful uh, i'm sure when he pees it's green there may be reasons to that nonetheless it's neon I,
0: it's neon green neon. i was
1: fortunate enough To make a huge trade chasing a championship in my Dynasty League this year, Uh, I was able to trade CeeDee Lamb, Baker Mayfield, Keenan Allen, and Todd Gurley to a guy who's sitting in last place for Russell Wilson and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, It's very much an aggressive trade, but it was a trade uh, I've been riding the quarterback carousel all year. I've talked about it in past weeks. I used my first pick for a quarterback uh, in a Dynasty, and I got Tua in the 11th round. That was the first quarterback I took off the board. Totally bit me in the butt the first few weeks of the season because I had multiple games where my quarterback was under 10 points in a juiced league for quarterback scoring.
0: You had a couple negative weeks too, Uh, did you not? I
1: did have two weeks of negative points where I streamed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, On the Uh, week he got hurt? uh, Yeah. Drew Locke on the week he went hurt, got hurt. Baker Mayfield on his bad week. Um, So, yes, I I saw the quarterback position as a point of – Weakness on my team, I went and I I I strengthened it. Now, there may be a Finley quarterback curse in dynasty fantasy this year because I'm all bright eyed and cheery like a kid who just opened that brand new PlayStation Five or Xbox on Christmas. I got my quarterback, I got Russell Wilson, and he comes out and he for 13 points this week. Looked terrible. Uh, Definitely don't had no thoughts in my mind of benching him, but Tua did look good. So knowing it would fire Walker up, I messaged Walker and told him I was benching Russell Wilson this week for Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> I got Walker so upset and so mad because I was going to bench a top five quarterback in fantasy for a rookie who's going into his fourth game. Now, what I will say, although I was joking and I wouldn't consider it because of the quarterbacks I had, if I had – Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson or if I had Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson or any of these other quarterbacks that are in the top 10 it would be something that would cross my mind and let me tell you why. Russell Wilson's worst year in interceptions was 11. Russell Wilson is already at 10 this year with seven games left to play. He's also had a few turnovers the last couple of weeks. Now, Russell Wilson is going to stay a top-five quarterback. I still say Russell Wilson ends up winning the MVP this year as long as he gets some time to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. If Russell Wilson continues to have a line where he's having to scramble for his life, having to throw Hail Mary passes up, uh, not targeting DK Metcalf. Stupid. Uh, he could find himself outside of the top five and without an MVP vote again this year. He's got to right the ship. I will give him that opportunity to do so because my fantasy team has been good enough that if I get 13 points out of my quarterback, I still win by 50 points. With that being said, I will open the door and the floor for your negative comments towards me for possibly considering sitting Russell Wilson. Sitting Russell Wilson...
0: Uh, the only way I see you sit Russell Wilson if you have got a Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's been throwing the ball all around, and uh, you don't you don't you can't sit him for a Ryan Tannehill or a rookie that's going into its fourth game. Uh, uh, Russell <laughs> Russell Wilson has been phenomenal in fantasy since since he came to Seattle. So I mean, yes, yes, you can consider it. Um, I. The only way you can really bench him is if you have another big name, and I think your 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 Kyler Murray's obviously your Patrick Mahomes. Your what was it, another top it was top four uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. That'd be another one. Those names there, you you good. But it, what are the odds that you have both those quarterbacks on your team unless you're in a super flex league? So I mean, yes, there is considering to start to. Bench him, but you better have a huge name. And and you better be willing to hold the grip if he drops another 40-point game like he did in Arizona.
1: So I, 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 when we did bring up this discussion, I did get Walker's goat by saying, as a fantasy owner, I'm worried about the turnovers. Now, again, it's worth adding, I am an avid Falcons fan. Walker's an avid Seahawks fan. Russell Wilson has thrown 10 interceptions. Matt Ryan, who everybody is saying is having a horrendous year this year, has thrown five interceptions. Interceptions do hurt the value of a fantasy quarterback. Now, I will also say Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, I believe, are tied in rushing touchdowns this year as well. Yes, with one. With one. Neither one of them are great. Tom Brady has more rushing touchdowns than Russell Wilson. Russell should have had two, but he's not. Huge newsflash. To the um, Russell Wilson, you have to start him unless you're trying to get your friend's goat like I did last night. You plug him in, you forget about him. I'm lucky to have him. He is going to bounce back. Big in the tune of winning the MVP. I still feel that.
0: Now, with Russell and his turnovers, yes, they're there, but he also, minus last week, last week was a dud week. Every quarterback has a dud week, first off. But with his turnovers, he had four total against Buffalo and still had over 25 fantasy points. He had three interceptions thrown against Arizona and still had over 35 fantasy points. So, I mean, even with Russell Wilson's turnovers, he's still throwing the ball so much that he'll get you the points. He's going to get you there. Like I said, my biggest thing is he gets to go back home. He gets to go home to that beautiful wife of his and that beautiful family, rest at home. He's going to come back. He's going to ball out this
1: week. Quick question before we move on. If your league has a higher negative effect for interceptions, I believe in our league it's two, two or three points. If you were in one of those leagues where they take off the same amount of points for a touchdown as they do an interception, the five- or six-point negative effect, would you then consider benching Russell Wilson?
0: Yes, you would have to. Uh, Our line's banged up. We have a third-string center, I believe, starting. Uh, Hope to God Pollock's back. Our defense is so banged up that Russell does have to throw the ball. Our defense wasn't that great when they weren't banged up. Um, yes, if if you're losing five, six points, four interceptions, yes, you have to consider to
1: sit what if you're Wilson. What if what if it's so? There's if it's if it's two or three points, you're definitely not considering. Correct. it. If it's five or six, you are. What if it's four? If it's four points in the middle, and let's say you're me. Say say let's talk about our dynasty league. I have Russell Wilson, my best quarterback on my bench. I would argue is to a Tug of Alalia, maybe Cam Newton. Um, if it was a four-point ding for every interception thrown, would I still be crazy to think about sitting him? I,
0: sitting him for Tua, yes. Because Tua is – in my mind, Tua is still unproven. He's, yes, he's, he's had three starts. He had a six-point game in his first start. He only had these 36, 37 snaps is what you look yeah. at. But that defense, they go into playing this, – this, we're just going to talk about this week. That defense goes and, and plays Denver. That defense could – with minus Drew Locke possibly – the Miami once again could stop that team so much that Tua doesn't get to see the field again. So uh, benching him for Tua, yes, I think would be a huge mistake. Benching him for a guy that uh, uh, let's uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have too many turnovers this year. I don't believe uh, if you can get it safe that you know your guy's going to throw thirty times a game. Get you a touchdown and not throw, not have the opportunity to throw that interception. I think yes, you would consider to bench Russell Wilson. It's the hardest. But once again, if he comes out and has another five touchdown game, you better be able to live with yourself with that sitting on your bench. If he has a five and zero game, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, you have to be able to grab yourself and go. Well, I screwed up. That's fair.
1: Well, I'll let you wrap up the bounce backs you got so we can get into the big boy week.
0: One of the big names on bounce back, two of the big names is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. He will bounce back. That team has to to get Andy Dalton back. That should open it up a little bit more for him. Should. And, and I believe in Elliott. Elliott was top five back drafted. You can't. Um, another one is Austin Eckler. He's going to be coming back. He's put out that video. Now, it may not be back until playoffs or the week before playoffs. Now, lower your expectations at first. But nobody has taken that backfield from him. There's no way.
1: Kalen Balaj has looked better than anybody else has there, which is sad. And
0: it is. It's extremely sad that he looked good back to the practice squad and then right back up. So, yes. um, Tevin Coleman is another name I want to bring up. Yes, Raheem Mostert comes back. Tevin Coleman, you bring it up constantly, and I I don't know how I continue to overlook it, even though you've probably told me a hundred times. Coleman was a Shanahan boy. He was drafted by Shanahan for Shanahan. Coleman is going to be the first runner after this bye week, I believe, because Mostert is not back next week, I don't believe. So Coleman's going to have the first dibs at taking that backfield. If Coleman comes out and looks like Coleman can, Coleman may end up at, may end up a flex play or even an RB2 if Mostert doesn't come back the way he should to push you into the playoffs. Another name I want you to go out, look on your waivers, Anthony Lazard. Yeah, He was a top 15, Alan Lazard, top 15 receiver. To uh, Green Bay, uh, he is, has the praises of um,
1: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers,
0: wow. Um, talking too fast, losing breath. That's why I'm fat. Um, but uh, uh, Alan Lazard is, is a guy that, that he's going to come back, and I think he's going to slide right back into that number two. It may take him a game or two, but he's another guy that could definitely, you put in a flex. Uh, Rodgers loves to throw the ball, and he, he vouches for this kid. He's the reason this kid got to start.
1: Yeah, no, those are definitely some names to look at for bounce backs. Let's go ahead and get right into our big boy meal of the week. Uh, I, I will go ahead and kick us off. My appetizer is none other than New England versus Houston. Two terrible records on the season. Two fantastic former quarterbacks. Uh, two Heisman winners. Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, uh, Jacoby Myers, Will Fuller, uh, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Duke Johnson. Kyle. I think will get a lot more there too. Duke, Duke Johnson, David Johnson should return. Um, Cam's been finding the end zone uh, a lot with his legs. It'll be interesting to see how they move JJ Watt around in, in goal line formations to see if he can prevent some of that. Um, not a super sexy game on the surface, uh, but a game that could have. Uh, it's it's in Houston, so it's in the dome. Uh, uh, New England's played in some nasty weather as of late, as did Houston last weekend. Um, you could see a, a huge explosion from that Houston offense. You could see it. You could see an explosion from the New England offense. There's not really great defense on either side of the ball there.
0: This is that's, that definitely this game is is going to be definitely fun to watch. I think that the, the over under I think right now is at forty seven and a half points. That I think is going to end up going over because this game right here is a get-right game for both teams. they got quarterbacks that constantly keep them in a game, whether it be with their legs or their arms. The game is definitely a fun one to watch. I'm going to jump into my appetizer real quick.
1: Absolutely, please do.
0: uh, Appetizer is your early game this week. Your Thursday night football has the highest over-under. We saw a phenomenal game against Arizona and Seattle last time. This is Seattle's get-right game. We're going to have to come back out as a Seahawks fan and we got to get right. And you're going to see DK. He didn't have very many targets there against Arizona the first time. That was Tyler Lockett's. Um, I believe it was, what, 15 catches, 200 yards, and three yeah. tutties? He, uh, or two tutties. Um, Lockett, may, Lockett is banged up. And he may miss this week. I don't think he will because it is a huge game for us. Um, but it, it, if he's, if, Excuse me, if he is out, we have another receiver, David Moore, who's been there for three years with Russ, so he knows how Russell works. We also have this new kid named Freddie Swain who is a uh, from Florida, and he also likes to roll out and move when Russell moves, and he's, he's made some good catches. Um, I think Seattle gets right, and I think we get some of our guys back. I hope we get Dunbar and Griffin back out on defense, maybe help out a little bit, uh, maybe f- find a pass rush again. Um, and Arizona has just been phenomenal offensively, defensively. The teams looked really good. Um, they just put up a hell of a win against um, Buffalo this past week. Now, it was the last second, but, I
1: mean. Beat a good team.
0: Yes, yes, it did. And this, this is going to be it, – it's Thursday night. It's, it's action green night for Seattle, as we call it. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal game this week, and it's probably going to be one of your highest scoring games this week.
1: Yeah, uh, I I definitely think uh, as far as uh, fantasy goes, you start every player on your team in this game that you've played all year. You got you got to start your Kenyon Drake. You got to start Chase Edmonds. You're starting D Hop. You're starting Christian Kirk. You're starting DK Metcalf. You're starting Tyler Lockett. You're starting whatever running backs available in Seattle that you have on your team. You're starting Chris Carson. Supposed to be back this week. Then you're you're starting Carson. You start everybody except for maybe Russell Wilson. I don't I don't know.
0: Now, Kenyon Drake, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on this real quick. Kenyon Drake is a uh, a flex start this week, but obviously you have to put him in your running back. Seattle has been decent against the run. We just added Snacks Harrison, which helps us out a lot. Uh, the Rams weren't weren't able to get a run game really clicking. Yes, they did have some rushing touchdowns, but they were short rushing touchdowns. So Kenyon Drake is he's he's gonna be facing a decent run defense. I
1: I, I will say that I from a, a guy who watched that <laughs> game with no. Uh, fandom for either side, whether it be the Rams or the Seahawks. I thought the Rams' run game looked okay. Had one of those backs played every snap, they'd had a great stat line this week. But because Cam Akers got involved, Daryl Henderson got involved, and Malcolm Brown got involved, the stats were watered down significantly because they all contributed. Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds are both going to contribute. It'll be interesting to see if it's the same situation where if one of them got the whole role – They'd have been a great fantasy, but because they both got a role, they were just okay. It'll be interesting to see how that plays absolutely, out. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. My, uh, my main course of the week is another game that's not sexy. It's not fun. It's, it, I mean, one of the teams is actually kind of fun to watch. I'm going to say low-key here. Uh, your New York Jets at your Chargers here. The Chargers are really fun to watch. Absolutely. Especially when they you know can't come back in the fourth quarter or blow that lead. Uh,
1: thank, thank, thank you, Chargers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no knock on the Falcons fan here but there's no defense in this game. The Chargers tried to weigh their best corner in king. Uh the Jets defense is it's non existent. Um so Herbert's going to have a field day. I would start Mike Williams in this game. And and Jameson Crowder this could be his coming out
1: party. Um Denzel Mims. Mims is the rookie there. Joe Flacco's starting under center so Absolutely. That's... And you know
0: you know Flacco likes to fling the ball. So uh that's a game that I I definitely would Look into consideration, and obviously you can't bench Keenan Allen. Um, what running back
1: at the Chargers do you start? It's Kalen Balage. Justin Balazs. Jackson's on the IR. Uh, Eckler hasn't come off of the IR yet. That's correct. So it's Joshua Kelly and Kalen Balage, as it was this week, and Joshua Kelly really had no role. Do you give a chance to the Michael Perrine this week there for the Jets? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. I think if you're, if you're hurting at running back, you if you have one of Frank Gore or the Michael Perrine, you start either one of them this week. Do the Jets win this game? Do they get one? <laughs> Can they come if, back in the fourth quarter? If they're close in the fourth quarter, the Jets win. <laughs> if they're not close in the fourth quarter, the Jets stay <laughs> winless. Sorry, Trevor Lawrence, you will be wearing gangrene next year. Even if it's not next year, you probably will be the year following. Yeah. Yes, this team's not getting better anytime <laughs> soon. Um, my main my main course uh, for this week, my entree is. Uh, Divisional matchup Got to go with my team here The Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints Got the Falcons coming off a bye week They still haven't committed to saying Calvin Ridley's going to play Uh, So that's something to keep an eye on Julio Jones uh, Hayden Hurst, Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders Jameis Winston, I guess Uh, There's going to be a lot A lot, a lot of fantasy implications In this game, a ton New Orleans is the number one team in the NFC right now on paper. Atlanta would love to 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 smack them around. Atlanta, as bad as we started this year, is not out of the playoff hunt. They have an outside chance. It's not great, but they have to win this week in New Orleans. There's always bad blood. This is a huge rivalry for these two teams. It's going to be really fun to watch.
0: Now, speaking of that game, I think if you're desperate at, at, for defense, uh, Atlanta Falcons might be a defense that you could stream this week uh, we all know how Winston throws interceptions, so that's definitely an uh, a option you want to look at is out there is the Atlanta Falcons defense is another fantasy. Yes, there might be a ton of points, but there also might be a ton of turnovers from that New Orleans side there could be. Um, you know he likes to fling the ball, so uh, Traquan Smith might be a little sneaky play with his speed there. Um, Taysom so, Hill as
1: well Taysom Hill Who ESPN it's, shows as a tight end There's a
0: couple leagues that show him as a tight end If he's a tight end, I say you go out, you pick him up And you put him in your tight end spot Because you know he's going to throw and a little he's, bit And
1: he's going to have a much bigger role with Breeze on the bench Than he would have if Breeze was still playing he's, He had a big role to begin with It's only going to get bigger with Winston under Center
0: Absolutely My dessert of the week here Is the Philadelphia Eagles Versus the Cleveland Browns Once again, not a sexy game um it could be a really fun game. Philly's still in the divisional hunt. It's so weird to say that.
1: Cleveland is as well. Cleveland shockingly. is too, yes. even, even with yes. as good as Pittsburgh has been.
0: Uh but yeah, Philly at Cleveland, they could uh be very good. Uh, neither one has a great defense. They both have decent defenses. Um I think you start all your all three of your running backs there, your Miles Sanders, your Kareem Hunt, your Nick Chubbs. Uh Cleveland Made it known that hey, we're just going to feed the ball to him nineteen carries a piece for both Chubb and hunt
1: both hit a hundred yards, both as well. hit a hundred
0: yards, and I think the only thing that put hunt over was the
1: touchdown, touchdown. correct, which um, Nick Chubb had a lot of fantasy owners in an uproar. Uh, when he stepped out at the one-yard line on that breakaway (laughs) touchdown. As a Falcons fan, as a Todd Gurley owner, let me explain to you how smart Nick Chubb is for that. Let's go back to when the Falcons played the Detroit Lions a few weeks ago. Matt Ryan is in the huddle before the snap telling Todd Gurley, do not score. Todd Gurley scores. Great for fantasy. Which is uncharacteristic for Todd Gurley. How many times do you see him take a knee for the Rams there? Yes. Todd Gurley uh, made a mistake. The Lions came back and beat the Falcons. Uh, Low-scoring game there this weekend between uh, Houston and, and Cleveland. Bad weather. Uh, the game did de- get delayed, but let's hope the Deshaun Watson out. and Will Fuller would have been good enough to possibly come back and tie that game or win it. Had Nick Chubb uh, stepped in the end zone there. Absolutely.
0: So <laughs> Let's let's hope the weather gets fixed there up in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, my so my dessert of the week I think is a very very good looking dessert. It's not just your plain old chocolate chip cookie or your oatmeal raisin cookie. You're this is a three that. this is a three-tiered chocolate cake of whatever sprinkles, all the good stuff on top of it. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs have one loss on the season, Walker. Who was that to? I believe that was to the Raiders. That was to the Raiders. Josh Jacobs in uh, Kansas City. In Kansas City. This is in Vegas this time uh at the uh at the uh, Death Star, if you will, the Star Wars looking stadium there uh in Vegas, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you got CEH, Travis Kelsey, If you've got a Kansas City Chiefs player, you've never considered benching them. You're not going to consider it here. Same goes for the Raiders. If you've got Henry Ruggs, you're starting him this week. If you've got uh, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, you're playing those guys this week. This is going to be a really fun game to watch. There's going to be a lot of points put up. And it is your Sunday night game of the week.
0: It's, It's number two. By, uh, for the over/under spread at fifty-six and a half, so yes, it's going to give that that Thursday night game a run for its money, absolutely, and, and, and show and in score and entertainment. It's going to be an amazing game to watch. Um, and then uh, while we got a couple more minutes here, I'm going to throw out one other game here. It's 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 that little that little extra ice cream you get there at the buffet, I guess. The Rams at Tampa Bay Monday night. You got two good defenses going on. You got your Tom Brady who is starting to come along he was what the number 1 QB this week um got Antonio Brown back you got the Rams defense who just demolished uh Russell Wilson and the Seahawks uh Aaron Donald uh that's that's going to be a fun game to watch it might not be your fun scoring game but that's definitely going to be a defensive battle and a game I'd love to watch obviously you can't bench your your running backs there in LA, I would I would consider benching all three probably.
1: Would you also consider benching the running backs from the Tampa Bay side if you had the depth in your fantasy team to do it?
0: Yeah, yes, because uh I mean I would consider it because we don't really know who's gonna take it over. Um uh, Ronald Jones looked phenomenal this week. Um, but you still got Fournette there knocking. Um so I I don't know if you start any running backs in that game. But you you definitely start out your wide receivers. I would roll your Antonio Browns out. He looked phenomenal. He looks like he really hasn't missed a whole lot. Um, You got your Mike Evans, who's starting to get more targets outside of the red zone. Uh, I'm not sure if Chris Godwin's due back or not.
1: Gronk. Gronk. Godwin actually played last week. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. He had a decent little game last week. Uh, Gronk looks great, though. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the Rams' defense – Matches up with this Tampa Bay offense on paper. This Tampa Bay offense should be the best in the league.
0: Now here's a little twist in it. Bruce Arians used to coach in Arizona, so he knows that Rams' de- offense. So he's gonna he's gonna prepare for it. But we'll see if that uh, boy genius uh, there in L.A. can uh, come up with some trickery to keep them in this game. I think that's going to be an entertaining game to watch. And I honestly think you you, you your Cooper Cup is going to be your your top scoring wide receiver. If not Josh Reynolds, could be. Josh Reynolds came out and made some phenomenal catches, and and definitely has shown that uh, Jared Goff has his trust. Keep an eye on those late games. Your 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 Thursday, Sunday, and Monday games those are all going to be fun to watch this week.
1: Um, and, and this week more so than many in the in the past few weeks there's going to be a lot of fantasy weeks won and lost in the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Absolutely. So there's a lot of fantasy guys. This week we had Minnesota and Chicago, uh, and uh, the week before it was the Jets and the and the New England Patriots. So far less fantasy <laughs> implications coming down to a Monday night to determine a winner as there will be this week.
0: Yeah, It's crazy to see that you're saying your Thursday night, you always say, hey, try to avoid all your Thursday night players. This Thursday night you cannot avoid any of your players. I agree. So you could possibly be looking at your team playing – Two guys on Thursday, two guys Sunday night, two guys Monday night. And then you got three guys Sunday, Sunday day might not matter a whole lot for some teams. Absolutely. But I, I, these, these night games, I absolutely love what the NFL did this week. They, uh, they definitely stepped up and man, put, put together a nice little schedule this
1: week. Yeah. Uh, definitely guys, uh, be back next week. Uh, Thanksgiving week, going to be a lot of fun discussing those games next week. Are we going to discuss games or are we going to discuss some food? Oh, there will be, be a mixture of both. <laughs> As always,
0: guys, stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends. Check us out on Facebook, Fat Boys Fantasy.